0: All right, thank you for tuning in to another episode of the Bullpen Blues. As always, I'm your co-host, Kevin Dixon, joined by our good buddy, David Esser. David, it's been a minute. How you doing?
1: Kevin, it has been a minute. I am amped to be back on the mic. We are recording Friday morning. It is the trade deadline. It's deadline trade, day. It is wrapping up in a few hours. Uh, you know, we're Again, we're super excited to be back on the mic. It has been a minute, but... Per usual, it's it's been a busy week or so with the Phillies. Um, We've experienced highs. We've experienced lows. Kevin, where are you at with the team at the moment? Well,
0: we seem to be in the same spot every damn time we record. It's the 500 fills, man. 51-51 through 102. Three and a half games out, though. Uh, It's deadline day, like you said. So let's hope that we get some reinforcements because, obviously, the way the team's built at this exact moment, they need help. They're not going to win the division the way they're currently constructed. But they a couple moves, I certainly think the division's within reach. I mean, they're three and a half games behind a New York Mets team that, for whatever reason, just can't pull away. I mean, every reason in the world has been given to them to pull away, and they haven't been able to do it.
1: Um, but yeah, I mean that that's just been the story of the season. Is you know that the Mets have remained within striking distance the entire year. They can't pull away. The Braves are battling all sorts of injuries, so they're not really a threat. The Nationals just went on a crazy fire sale last night, giving up Scherzer, Trey Turner, Hudson, Schwarber, everybody. So it's it's right there for the Phillies. Um, we've been saying that now for. Ninety something. The entire season, (laughs) it's it's been right there since the season started. Um, And and, you know, the Phillies began the year at five and zero. We thought they were going to be in a good position all year. So it's it's a weird spot to be in. They kind of have to do something. We were talking about this off the air. Like, if you're going to make a move, make a move. Make a few moves. Go for it because you might not get another chance like this moving forward uh, to win the division. Just because it's it's so obtainable right now. Um, But but you can't do nothing. Thus far, they've done nothing. They tried to go get Tyler Anderson. Of course, of course, it falls through because that's Philly. But, Kevin, I I think I know where you stand in regards to what you want them to do this afternoon. Um, Are you still kind of in the camp of we have to look to add as soon as possible?
0: Yes. Um, And it's funny because a couple days ago, I would have told you that my biggest want was Craig Kimbrell of the Cubs. And it still might be. I'm starting to lean towards this team needs another starting pitcher. Um, the bullpen is what it is. I think personally that there is enough serviceable arms in there that they should prioritize pitch start and pitching over a bullpen. Although they should do both. They definitely should do both. But it, it, I had I had a friend ask me last night, "What, what what's my ideal move? I said, um, adding Craig Kimbrell. But that would go hand in hand with signing Cole Hamels um, because they need another starting pitcher. So – if they can only make one move, I, I personally now, after really thinking about it, I think it would be add another starting pitcher because let's face it, David, it's unbelievable that this team is 500 considering they've had Vince Velasquez, Matt Moore, Chase Anderson, Christopher Sanchez make 25 starts for them, 30 maybe. I mean, they, they've made about 35% of their starts, that that little cluster, and they all stink. Uh, so it's pretty remarkable that they they have been able to stay in it, considering um, you know a, a couple times a week they they're pretty much at a severe disadvantage on the mound.
1: Yeah, I, I agree, and I've been team starting pitching probably since yeah. the season began. Uh, you know, once we established that Moore and Anderson weren't <laughs> weren't going to be serviceable, I, I've been I've been saying starting pitching is bigger than the bullpen, and I understand you look at the blown save numbers and people start to freak out. Bullpen's just easier to fix. There's always guys getting DFA. There's always guys popping up on the waiver wire. I mean, there's you can call up guys from AAA, and, and they're going to give you a few productive innings here or there. J.D. Hammer's not been horrible since coming up. Like, It's not as hard to fix the bullpen. Ranger Suarez being moved to the closer role. That already has made things a lot better. Archie Bradley, Kevin, I know you wrote an article about Archie uh, yep. yesterday. His success has been unorthodox, but he's still getting out. So you're, you're going to take that at the moment. Um But the rotation, I mean, you're throwing out Christopher Sanchez, Kevin, he's loading the bases off three pitches. I mean, it's not, you're putting this team in such a huge disadvantage twice, you know, twice every five days at the moment, Uh, whether it's Vince, Moore, they might try Anderson again, even Spencer Howard. I mean, he's been, he's good through three innings. And then before you know it, it's, you're you're down four runs again. It's impossible for any team in baseball to constantly be playing uh, from behind like even when you have an offense that's looked better the last couple of days. So I'd go as far as to say, if they're serious about winning this division, I think they need to go get two starting pitchers. It really sucks that the Anderson deal fell through the Tyler Anderson deal, because that would have very quickly solved a hole. Uh, But I think they need two starting pitchers and then maybe a relief farm if they, if they want to make a run at this thing.
0: Well, I think that they need to sign Cole Hamels. And I know that sounds silly, but all it's going to cost them is money. Like, if he isn't good, it is what it is. Like I know there's a lot of people that are saying um, they don't want to tarnish his reputation from 2008. Bullshit, dude. Uh, we're not looking at it, we're not expecting it to be 2008 Cole Hamels. You're just looking for somebody who can come in and be serviceable, keep you in the game. Talk about tempering your expectations if that's the move that they end up making. I'd say absolutely they should bring him in because like we just talked about, this team's at a severe disadvantage couple nights a week. How much worse can it really be from what they have right now? Uh, You mentioned Chase Anderson as well. I think he's going to get another turn uh, because he pitched two scoreless innings the other night. He looked okay. Uh, I would not be surprised if he gets another turn here coming up. Um, I'm done with Vince. Done with Matt Moore. Uh, I can't believe we have to sit through another Vince Velasquez start tonight. Granted, it's the Pittsburgh Pirates. Uh, they finally get a cupcake of a, of a series, at least you would think, uh, even though this team never makes anything easy. Uh, but they they should. Look, winning the series this weekend to me isn't enough. They have to sweep. Uh, obviously, I'm not going to you know sit here and stomp my feet if they do win the series, but you're playing a really bad Pittsburgh team. You've had a schedule that is finally going to start to lighten up here, David. I mean, they besides the Miami Marlins, they have not played a single last-place team in baseball. You can say, all right, they played Colorado. They played Colorado in Colorado where they're 14 games over 500. So the schedule's starting to lighten up here. So the Phillies need to take advantage. They can't keep doing this one step forward, one step back, one forward, one back. And that's all we've been doing. Uh, I think you know now they're 51 of 51. I think 21 times this year they've been 500. That's That's pretty ridiculous.
1: They're, uh, they're consistent. Um, yeah, yeah the, knock on wood in regards to the the schedule in, in Pittsburgh because we've seen this team play down to their opponent pretty frequently. Times, time. Yeah. So speaking of Colorado, I want to circle back to them real quick. Is uh, is John Gray wh- was a pitcher the Phillies have been connected to at this year's deadline, and he's been one of the more sought-after uh, starting pitchers outside of Barrios, outside of Max Scherzer um, on the market, and that's, that's intriguing. Um,
0: I'm I think, in. I yeah, mean, I
1: mean, I look and again, if if the Phillies are serious about about winning this year, you go get John Gray, you make him your number three. He's probably better better than Zach Eflin at the moment. Um, you're you're feeling you're feeling pretty good about that rotation. Uh, it would it would definitely cost something significant. You're probably looking at Marshan plus, but again, it's like what's what's the goal right now? Is the goal to hoard prospects, or is the goal to go out and win a bad division? If it's if it's to win a bad division, go do it. If it's to prepare for next off season, I guess hold off. Um, but that, that's a name I'll keep an eye on. Granted, uh, MLBTradeRumors.com put out an article this morning that the Rockies weren't really looking to move Gray anymore. Doesn't
0: I don't make know any why sense. That
1: yeah, he's going to hear Yeah, uh, an I never understand why teams do that. Like, I have – it makes no – like, I don't care about the little qualifying – Get whatever
0: you can get, man. If
1: you're not going to re-sign the guy, you think he's going to want to go back there? They stink. Yeah, and why would he want to continue to pitch it at cores Like his numbers oh, – yeah. although yeah. his splits are kind of weird, but whatever. Um, yeah. Yeah, so th- that's a name I'd keep an eye on. Michael Pineda is another guy who makes sense. Merrill Kelly with the Diamondbacks was a name the Phillies were connected to. I like him because he's under team control past this year. I mean, there's arms out there. The Tyler Anderson thing, again, it sucks. Um, they were probably never in the running for a Jose Barrios or anyone insane like that. But there's still guys out there. You could add one. You could sign Cole Hamills, and that's a that's a serviceable rotation. Hope the bullpen continues to kind of fill itself out, and then then it's just about the offense uh, playing up to their standards. But yeah, I, starting pitching, Kevin, they got to add at least one, or I don't see any reason to be invested in this team moving forward.
0: Yeah, um, would love John Gray. Uh, another team in that division, the Dodgers, just made that blockbuster move. Uh, this this has kind of has to do with the Phillies a little bit. How about Scherzer and Turner going to LA? Thank God that we got Trey Turner out of the National League East, David. Thank God. <laughs> like you can say what you want about like they got a. It looks like they got a decent return. They got you know two top prospects back, but what are the chances they're as good as Trey Turner?
1: Kent, and I'm so glad you brought up the Nationals, Kevin. And we've talked about this before. I do not care that they won a World Series. That might be the worst run franchise in baseball, like the worst.
0: It they felt, have repeatedly
1: drafted elite talent, and they just let them. Like they just lose them all. They lose every single one because they don't want to pay them. You know, whether it's Turner, Scherzer, they're you know. Bryce Harper, Rendon. Like, it's year after year they just throw yeah. these guys away. And I'm sitting here like, why? And, like, I don't know who needs to hear this. They're not they're not getting Soto back. He's not going to re-sign. He's going to hit the fair. open market. He's going to get $500 million from another team. Like, there's just no chance he's going back there. I have, like, such little respect for how the Nationals run that franchise. I think, Kevin, if they wanted to spend a little bit of money, they could have a roster right now that has Trey Turner, Soto, Bryce Harper, and Anthony Rendon, and they'd win 100 games. Like, I don't I don't know what I don't know what their goal is, but it's just they're bad. They're a bad team. I'm glad they're going to suck.
0: Well, you know, if you've been listening to the bullpen blues for a while now, you know, we've been on the Nationals are not a good baseball team for about a year now. Yeah. Since about this time last year. Um Strasburg out for the entire year again. What else is new? Scherzer's gone. Uh no more Turner. It, it's it's good, man. They got Kiebert Ruiz and Josiah Gray. So they got a catcher and a pitcher they their two main returns. I'm, I'm not confident that either one of those guys are going to be as good as Trey Turner is. So I'm perfectly fine with the deal. I know a lot of people are, are, you know, whining and complaining about the Dodgers. But you know what, dude? If it was the Phillies, I would be ecstatic. So, uh, you know, um, it's not like they bought these guys. They, they developed those prospects. They, they played the system exactly how you're supposed to play it. They traded them off to try to win another World Series. Uh, that's what it's all about here. It's exactly what the Phillies are doing, just on a smaller scale, on a much smaller scale. But uh, but I digress. I felt like I needed to mention. I'm very happy that we don't have to watch Trey Turner bat 500 against the Phillies anymore. Uh, but before we get too far down the road on it, because we kind of have already dove into some trade deadline talk, um, we have to mention yesterday, David, that, that is the – man, well, what a wide range of emotion that game was, uh, game two. This the entire day in general after they dropped game one, uh, to be down 7 nothing in a seven-inning game and rally all the way back to win it in, in extra innings uh, and in, in the fashion that they did. That's what it's all about. Obviously, you know, the goal is to win the World Series, but it's moments like that, that's why – I love the game of baseball. That's there's no time limit. You have to get. I mean, I guess in a seven inning game, what is it, twenty one ounce? You have to get the allotted number of ounce that you have. Um, you're always in the game. It's all. It's what it's all about, man. It's moments like that that make make the game is is what it is. And when your team is able to pull off something like the Phillies were able to pull off yesterday. That can that can fire up an entire fan base, and that, that's, I think I think it did. And hopefully, it woke up Dave Dombrowski because today's the day. We got uh, it's nine thirty Eastern right now. Uh, we got till four o'clock, so we got six and a half hours here. Let's get some help, you know. Let, let's uh, let's build off yesterday's momentum. We're three and a half games out now. Um, they keep they keep fighting back, man. They just won't die. Every time you think this team's down and out. They fight back, and they've done it multiple times now. So um, now, hopefully, this sparks a run, man. I'm just so tired of being like, this has got to be the turning point, right? Because this feels like there's been five of them so far. So hopefully, this is the one.
1: Yeah, and I mean, it's, it's it's it is moments like that where you see a little bit of juice in the team, and you think, you know, there's there's at least a group of guys on the roster who I think really really want to make the playoffs. And I think you go out there every single day and you you, you can visibly see it. And I think Brad Miller is one of those guys. I mean, you saw the play he made at first base. Uh, and, and I think the first leg of the doubleheader where he's full extension, diving at the bag. I mean, Bryce Harper out here stealing multiple bases every game, almost hit yeah. 300. There's, I think there's guys on this team who really, really want to make the playoffs and they're pushing hard. Um, and, and they have the juice and they have the energy. You know, you look at JT's heroics late in the game. Like, there's guys who want to win baseball yeah. games. And then I think there's still kind of a core who aren't all the way bought in. Uh, maybe they're just not good enough. But it's – there's, you know, the, the tiniest little glimmer of hope that this team takes, that they're just a few pieces away. I don't know if that's true. We've been here before. We've been here the last two years, and it it all fell apart. Um, but I, I definitely agree that – Something as little as, as a walk off Grand Slam. I mean, I guess that's not little. That's a pretty big moment for Brad Miller. But something as little as a as a series split against the Nationals uh rallying back to to kind of keep their heads above water. That that could be enough to to push Dombrowski to be like, all right, you know, there's there's enough here. I just have to go out and make uh you know, the appropriate additions as opposed to kind of just sitting around and saying you'll deal with it in the offseason.
0: Well, the thing is, I mean, if they had lost yesterday, you're looking at, you know, your two games under 500 and you're four and a half games out. So it's it's crazy how how much one win like that can can kind of change the outlook.
1: Yeah, I mean, and like I said, that that one game is actually pretty significant because it takes you from being two games under 500 to being exactly 500. Look, 500 is not a good place to be buying in. Teams around baseball when you're five hundred, you're typically not looking to buy. I mean, you can look to the Cubs who are pretty a pretty comparable team to the Phillies and they're having a full on fire sale themselves. Um, but we've been talking about it all season long. The Phillies are in a position to win now. They have the guys that they need locked up, locked up. Some of their, you know, some of their younger uh players are out there playing. And when you look at an Alec Bohm, um, you know, you look at a Ranger Suarez, these guys are ready to play now. They're on cheap cot uh cheap contracts. Um people just gotta start performing and and they gotta get a little bit better and I, again it's so it's so hard to tell because I think a lot of the guys I thought the Phillies would be it on have already traded. You look at some of the Cubs bullpen pieces, they're already gone. You look at a Tyler Anderson he's already gone. You look at a They're still out there, bro. They're not they're not Kimbrel. Kimbrel. Up on the thing. Um, but yeah so it's either they're either gonna have to go all out and go get a roll or a curse prime or do something crazy a John Gray or they're gonna kinda have to do the the 2019 editions, where you go out and get a few fringe guys and hope it's good enough. Um, but they do have to do something, Kevin, something,
0: anything, David. Um, Hopefully they come out and just kick the crap out of the pirates because Bush league moved by the pirates, dude, to uh, kind of just screw over the Phillies. Like I kind of get like, all right, maybe, you know, the, Something's wrong with the medical for one player. Find another guy. I just feel like it's unprofessional uh, to just turn around and just be like, okay, never mind. Yeah, uh, people were being very hard on the Phillies for that, but they're trying to make a move. They didn't. I, I guarantee they didn't know that the guy wasn't going to pass a physical. I don't think they would have agreed to a trade. I think it's just bad luck on
1: the Phillies' part. Well, I had read somewhere, and some people kind of downplayed this, that there might be some bad blood between the Pirates' GM and Dombrowski because Dombrowski over-
0: yeah,
1: Dombrowski's burned some bridges over his long tenure as a baseball executive. And, and if that's the case, that the Pirates kind of used the Phillies to leverage their own off for knowing they were never going to deal Anderson, that is Bush League. That's, that's yeah. super lame. And, I mean, a lot of people have thrown out Richard Rodriguez as a potential bullpen arm for the Phillies. I doubt the Phillies – Want want to continue to talk with the pirates? Why would yeah. they? They're just going to get screwed over again. So yeah, that sucks. It's really stupid. Tyler Anderson is nothing special, but he would have been a serviceable. Yeah, he would have helped. Arm. Yeah, he definitely would have helped, and he was on a cheap contract. And the deal was a super low asking price. Um, you know, in terms of prospects given up, I didn't care about either of those guys. So hopefully they can kind of recreate that deal for a different starter. I don't know who it's going to be. Um. Yeah, that was just a dumb situation. I don't think it was the Phillies' fault. I don't think it was Dombrowski's fault. I think I it was the Pirates'.
0: Like, people are being so hard on them, like bashing them, which I get it. But, like, do you really think they would have agreed to that trade if they would have known that either, one, Pittsburgh was going to back out on them, or, two, that there was something wrong with one of their players? I mean, I didn't even hear exactly what was wrong. I just know – all I heard was there was something wrong with the one of the medical. They're Like, there wasn't anything – um directly said in terms of why the deal fell through. Uh, but it's a shame. It, it is, especially because, you know, a lot of I, I know like you said, it wasn't anything special, but a lot of people were excited that all right, we got a new face that we can come in and we can turn our back on and boo this guy. It's always nice to have <laughs> somebody it's always good to have somebody new to boo.
1: Yeah, well, and the the good thing about Anderson was he, he goes deep into games, and that's something the Phillies thought they were going to get out of Chase Anderson, and they obviously haven't. And, you know, that kind of ties back into the bullpen discussion of the bullpen's constantly being taxed. I mean, constantly. They're always asking for, uh, you know, Falter when he's healthy to pitch multiple innings, Brogdon in to pitch multiple innings. I mean, we've seen Ranger Suarez have a seven-out save this year. Um, I mean, these are not things that you can keep doing the entire year and expect good results. So they, they have to get to a situation where they're only asking the bullpen to take down at most, you know, five innings. Um, you know, and you're preferably looking at four and a third, four and two thirds. Where then, you know, then when Wheeler and Nola are on the mound, you're only asking for one or two innings out of the bullpen. But if you can get there, I, I guarantee the bullpen's ERA starts dropping, dropping fast because guys are going to be on longer rest. They're going to be healthier. Um they got to get to that situation at the moment between Vince Moore, Howard Anderson. I mean, they're maybe giving you three innings a start. Like that's, that's so bad. Um, So that was what I liked about Anderson. They got to find someone else to take over that role of five to six innings, even if they're not super productive, but you got to get through five to six innings and at least give the offense a chance.
0: Yeah. I mean, we've said it multiple times on this show. Like, I don't think the bullpen is as bad as it's been. Like there are some decent arms in there. Like there are like there's potential in that bullpen. So, you know, I'm not, I'm not one to think that um, there's no hope. Like it's not like last year's bullpen where you just had a bunch of no names out there. Like there's at least some potential with the Phillies bullpen. Currently Um, there's guys that can fall into a role. So they, Like you said, if they can just consistently get more innings from their starters, it probably lightens the load on the pen and and it just helps them just without even an ad and it just helps them that they don't have to continue to be relied on to get 15 outs a game or however many outs that they've been having to get. Um, With that said, it would be nice to not have to see Kinsler or uh, De Los Santos, Uh, and I'm ripping those guys and they've had a couple good outings in a row recently. But they're not the answer. Uh, I still do believe in Bradley and Narris and Alvarado. I still think a good arm, um, and Suarez and Brogdon. So, like, there's five guys right there that I think are decent bullpen arms. So, uh, it's not all lost in the bullpen. It's it's a big part of it. Is like you said, can we get some some goddamn length from our starters, please?
1: Yeah, and I mean, you, you look at someone like Kinsler, who's, who's not been good this year, but a lot of the times he's coming into the game in like the third inning with the bases loaded. And yeah. Like, yeah, he's going to give up some runs. Like, what, what else do you expect from him? Um, so I think that has kind of. He's
0: actually been a little bit better recently, too. Uh,
1: yeah, I mean, really I'm going to. And now, for, uh, for sure,
0: for sure. He's got four straight scoreless appearances, and for the month of July, a 3.09 ERA. But. He's still getting smoked because the OPS against is just under 800. So, Mm -hmm. still Um, getting barreled up.
1: Sure. But, you know, I I do think a lot of the bullpen's issues have been exasperated by just this miserable back end of the rotation. Um, In a perfect world, you go out and fix them all today. I don't Ah, don't even know if there's enough time to do that. Um, We haven't even talked about center field still being a weakness or the bench still being a weakness. Like that's. There,
0: we got bigger needs.
1: We got bigger needs. Those yeah. are going to be off-season things. I mean, yeah, we haven't even talked about backup catcher and a right-handed bench bat. Like, there's so many needs, but you're not going to be able to fill them all. Um, but yeah, I think starting starting pitching, number one, if you can add a couple bullpen arms, great. If not, I think I do think just getting in another starter or two and then riding the few bullpen arms you do, you, you might be good enough to catch the Mets. And that, that That's a big might because the Mets are probably going to swing a trade today, and that, that'll change everything. Um, but the, the, they're so close, but they do have to do something.
0: Definitely need to do something. Um, but all right, David. Yeah, we're winding down here. Uh, one, I know we kind of already mentioned it, but what are your predictions? Like, what do you think in the next six and a half hours um, before the Phillies take the field tonight against the Pirates? Who's going to be down in red pinstripes? Who, who's coming? Who's coming to Philly? Is anything going to happen? You know, what is your feel? um this isn't what you want to happen this is what you think this is what they're gonna do
1: yeah and it's been oddly quiet um over the last 24 hours in regards to the phillies they haven't been connected to a lot of names which i think is a good thing i think it's I good that chill. dombrowski's not letting stuff be out chill. yeah um but yeah, if, look if, at the
0: I, anderson deal they don't want that shit to
1: happen again. <laughs> yeah, just keep it quiet get it done and, and then announce the trade but i i would say if, if i had to guess they don't do anything big i would i would feel like a merrill kelly type guy as someone they they land. He's very similar to Tyler Anderson, like pretty much identical pitch files. You go offer them the same offer you made to the Pirates, say, hey, here's some some single A prospects that we don't care about that are going to help you because you're 15 years away from being a half decent organization. Um, Give us Kelly for a year or two. Um, You slot him in as that number four spot and, and you're feeling a little bit better. I don't think they do anything crazy. Uh, you know, you might, you might get a mid-tier reliever from a team, but if I had to guess, I, I do think they go get um, someone like Kelly, just that, that, that reliable number four is going to chew up some innings. Fair.
0: I, I, I would be happy with that. Do you think it's the only move they make? I think they just, they're going to be one and done.
1: I would, I would think so just because it's already Friday. Um, and I don't know if they're going to rattle off two to three moves over the next few hours.
0: Okay. Fair enough. Yeah. Um, this is one of the moves that I want to happen, but I still believe that the Phillies are going to land Craig Kimbrel. There's a lot of been a lot of smoke. Okay. There's been a lot of smoke with that move. They've been the top team linked to them, linked to him consistently. I don't see a scenario where the Cubs keep him. There's no reason to keep him. You can even I uh, you can make the argument like, "Oh, they can carry him into the offseason," but like why? You know, what's the point? Uh, we mentioned the Sean. I think that he could be a big centerpiece going back which I'm perfectly fine with. Um, the guy is one professional home run, good defender. He's better than Andrew Knapp for sure. He's 22 years old, um, but they just signed JT Vril Muto to a five year, hundred million dollar contract. So I've no issue dealing March but I, I do believe the Phillies are going to like land Craig Kimbrell. And I think they're going to sign Cole Hamels. I, I think both things are going to happen. Um, because Dombrowski even kind of hinted at signing Hamels. He kind of hinted that they're going to look to upgrade via trade first. Uh, so if that doesn't if that doesn't come to fruition, I think Hamels will be back in Philadelphia as well. So I'm going to say that they add Kimbrel and Hamels.
1: But you don't think they trade for a starter? You think it's just Kimbrel?
0: Yeah, I don't think that there's going to be something that okay. materializes for them.
1: Okay. I mean, I, I like, I obviously like the idea of Kimberl. I do think they'll be in the Cole Hamill's talks when those heat up after the deadline. I think the fear with Cole is nobody knows when he's going to be ready.
0: Well, they've um, been waiting and waiting. If they would have signed him a week ago, we'd be a week closer.
1: Well, like, what I've heard with Cole is that teams, no one's going to sign him until after the deadline just because crazy, they got to see bro. who they can get. They have to get I don't know. That's, that's just how, that's just how, I don't think, I don't, think, I don't think Cole. Yeah. I don't think Cole would sign either. I think he's going to wait, see who's desperate, who missed out at the trade deadline. So I just think that's not going to happen until the weekend. Um, I know he's ramping up himself. I don't know. A, a, you know, This one extra week, I don't think matters. I think he's pretty far away, probably like a month away from being serviceable. And even then, you're probably looking at maybe five innings, which is, would help the Phillies a lot. But if I were the Phillies, I wouldn't put all your eggs in the Cole Hamels basket. I, I would go trade for a pitcher and sign Cole Hamels. And you get yeah. him for the stretch. And, you know, maybe he's even a bullpen arm for you. Um, but yeah. that's where I'm at with Cole, where I think you can't be counting on – I mean, great, and you're probably making the playoffs because now you're running, uh, you know, five pitchers deep in the rotation. But I, I do think if they don't trade for somebody, they're going to they're gonna be in some trouble.
0: Yeah, well, we will know later tonight. Um, this episode will drop much earlier than the deadline, uh, the exact deadline. But we'll know later tonight, so – Hopefully we make a move here, David, uh, or two, and hopefully we can gain some ground on the Mets. Um, but we got to take care of our business in Pittsburgh this weekend. So let's see uh, let's see how things play out here for the Phils.
1: Yes, sir. Yeah, no it should uh, it should be an exciting couple of hours. Uh, with that said, we are the Bullpen Blues Pod. Make sure to subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts. We're also on YouTube if you want to head over there and uh, subscribe to that. That's where we put uh, the live uh, you know, video of our podcast. We put them up there. We're also on Twitter. We're on Facebook. Every single one of those links can be found below in the description. We're running a Bryce harper jersey giveaway on Twitter at the moment. I forgot about that. Yes, we are. Go get yourself entered into that. The winner of that will be announced Saturday morning, so you still got some time. Go get yourself involved with that. Completely free to enter. Um, definitely check that out. With that said, we will be back sometime next week. Not totally sure when, but we will be back next week. Um, hopefully recapping a uh, fun trade deadline. And a sweep. And it's always, bullpen. always looking for that sleep. Um, that said, again, we're the bullpen Blues Podcast, and we'll uh, catch you on in a couple of days.
0: Go Phils!